episode 372 of the Steel Cage Podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the biggest box office Vince can give you, and I am joined by some very special guests this week. One of them, eh, not so special, he's here all the time, but most importantly, joining us from the beautiful Pacific Northwest is your favorite uncle, my favorite uncle, it's Uncle Beak. Hey, buddies. Hey, buddy. What's going on, guys? Glad to have you here, man. It Thanks was for having me. Very, very fun week in WWE wrestling and whatnot. Oh, very uh, much so. Also joining us is the founder and proprietor of thesteelcage.com. Coming to you from the Marty Gigetti Memorial Podcast Studio in Phoenix, Arizona, it is Joshua Schlag. You might say I'm not special, but my mom thinks I'm special. I know your mom thinks you're That's special. That's what really matters. You're a good, good wholesome boy. Uh, okay. Big week. Big week. Did we want to talk about news first, or do we just want to dive into the WWE stuff? News, sure. What do you got? Um, I, I, I don't know. There's been a lot of, <laughs> you know, stuff in wrestling. You beat somebody up to whiff completely. Like, <laughs> I got better though. I, I, w- I think that the most pressing news is uh, the the Twitter feud between Becky and Rhonda that's currently going on. Uh, that's as what of- I agree. think so. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's chiming in. Uh, we got Tyler Breeze mimicking them. They're- yes. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's so. Wild. Just, uh, yeah, we're not going to go through the whole thing. Um, Reddit on. Uh, the squared circle subreddit is doing a pretty good job of having like a mega thread <clears throat> where they're keeping track of everything. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, one of the biggest tweets amongst them was uh, Ronda Rousey replying to Becky somewhere in there saying, Rebecca Quinn, I don't care what the script says. I'm beating the living shit out of you the next time I see you. Uh, and then the follow up on what he said, <laughs> Tyler Breeze, <laughs> not too long after that, tweets luke harper i don't care what's supposed to happen next time i see you i'm gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> and then and then luke harper replies and he says hey you should pick someone who's actually on tv next time bitch i quote tweeted tyler and then he quote tweeted me back asking oh, me God. what his shoot name is <laughs> <laughs> i said you didn't use the shoot name breeze and he said what's the shoot name oh uh... uh... Somewhere yeah. in there, Becky used a screenshot of the room with Rhonda's head on Tommy Wiseau's body. And now Tommy Wiseau's tweeting about wanting to be in on WrestleMania. Um, shit's gone off the rails in the last 24 yeah. hours. It's it's a wild world over there. Twitter's free, <laughs> dude. Twitter's free. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's, it should cost $9.99 a month. It at really least. Should. At it least. Should. Holy crap. Uh, well, well, I mean, and we, we have it all kind of, like, on, on one hand, I could see how it could be very frustrating for Ronda because Becky is getting the best of her in every situation. And it's like it's like watching Tom versus Jerry. You know, there's nothing that she can do that, that Becky can't seem to outsmart her or do something. Even when she was attacking her arm bar, she put a picture of her husband on the head of the supposed <laughs> penis. Yeah. Uh. It's photoshopping's my deal. These guys not good off. But yeah, no, no, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's insanity. I it, honestly, the word Give the, infringement. What's your What's your guys' opinion on or yeah, Mrs. Rousey throwing around the F word, and I'm talking about fake. That's uh, you know, not really a 
it's kind of frowned upon in the world of the wrestling. You know, the wrestling computer doesn't care for the word fake so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's disrespectful. Uh, and I don't know where this is going. If this it, is planned, then it's genius. But it doesn't it's, really. Yeah, it it, it feels it feels completely to go against the grain of like what they've accomplished recently on TV. Uh, I I felt like. Rhonda was actually coming across pretty well on TV and standing up to Stephanie and like fighting for her match with Becky and not all that stuff, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that seemed to be coming across pretty well, at least to me it did. Uh, and now she's just going down this whole other path. I, do we just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's gone, it's gone South quickly. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's classic habitual line stepping is what it is. It is habitual <laughs> line stepping on Becky's part where she's like, she, she was even in a good range there where Rhonda and her were on the same page and then she had to cross yet another line. So I love it because of that. And that's like that right there is the essence of stone cold and why she gets ca- compared to stone cold. They could do all of this other shit. That's very transparent you know, the having her arrested and everything else. I feel like we're three episodes away from her up on the turnbuckles, smashing beers and chugging them. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how Guinness, close of it course. feels. Guinness, of, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's things like that, that like at her soul, she's so stone cold Steve Austin. It's not, it's not like it's just them forcing it upon them or upon the audience or upon us. It's It's truly what she is. And it shows when she's cutting promos against people on fucking Twitter and lighting them on fire with their responses to their, you know, to her tweets. To, to In other cases, too. She's done it to Charlotte. She's done it to other people. She's just amazing. And they're letting her swing wild at this point, both figuratively and literally with a crutch. And it's awesome to watch. I, it's just I, awesome to watch. I honestly, I can't think at all that any of this isn't planned with them going off like they're probably allowed to say whatever they want essentially within reason uh we are literally talking about it right now this is all they really want i Mm -hmm. especially with two of these profile the performers of this level there's no way they're going off script even mentioning script is so annoying to me but I, I don't care that much about it. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, they're getting attention. It's actually the most exciting angle going on on TV, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, that's how I, I lie on this interesting little angle. Yeah. Twitter beef, and, man. Twitter beef. And, and we're seeing a little bit of that magic kind of carry over to what they're trying to do with Kofi. And I feel like it's working. I yeah, feel like that's exciting. I feel like that whole thing is very exciting. Kevin Owens returning is exciting. Uh, all of these guys, re- you know, are returning is exciting. And, and we'll get to Roman, obviously. But uh, for the most part, there's there's a very equal comparison between Kofi and Becky and what's going on. It's a natural crowd push where the audience is behind them based on circumstances that they put them in. And they are seeing that. They totally are aware of what they're doing. And hopefully... This whole thing results in Kofi getting his championship match, not at Fastlane, but at WrestleMania. It's, that's, it's, that's what I want this all to culminate in, and that's what it feels like the direction that it's heading. Yes, totally. I mean, so both of these feuds that we've talked about so far, like it, it all plays into the meta storyline of going back to when they said, hey, we're, we're going to change things up back in December or whatever, and the McMahon family is now front and center. 
Uh, Vince McMahon, you know, this is the meta story for the better part of, you know, as long as we've been doing this podcast, we've always, we've had these moments of, God damn it, Vince, what are you doing? You have this like really great storyline here and you're just going a completely different direction because this is your guy. This is the matchup you want to see. And now Vince McMahon is like straight up playing that character on TV, coming out and doing exactly what we've been complaining about, you know, him doing behind the scenes. Now he's just doing Mm -hmm. it in a public way and it's it's so meta and it's so brilliant and i freaking love it like it's this is building this is building to us getting those matches we want but at some point it's going to be building to vince and triple h you know butting heads and things along those lines and it's interesting i like it i like the dynamic that they've got going right now definitely they've thrown an interesting wrinkle into the road to wrestlemania because a lot of times it's very transparent as to what the match is that we're going to have and you can see it coming from a mile away we don't really have any idea right now at this point. Like, we know what we're getting from Raw's main event, but realistically, we still don't know what we're getting from the women's match or for the SmackDown WWE Championship. You know, so like that that makes this whole thing exciting. It, it, you feel like you have an idea of where it's going, and it's where you want it to go. And now their position is to make you believe in every way, shape, or form that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Vince undermining his children. Is, is a brilliant storyline. And I, I would like to see some development of that. I would like to see hey. some resentment and some, you know, some some backlash. I mean, this could be where Stephanie and Shane essentially finally take control of WWE and banish Vince out, like, as a character, as a meddler in all of this. I, you know? I mean, that, that happening at some point this year, time-wise, it makes sense, especially if Vince holds to what he's said about his involvement with, like, the XFL. Um, he's not going to have time to be that closely tied in with the WWE product. So, yes, like, it, it, it it's like, you know, it's the art mimicking the real life, and they're, they're finally, they're playing into it, like, super, super well. Yeah, when, when Vince came out and literally said, "Becky, you're 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 not the man. I'm the man." I was like, "This is the best ever!" Like, yeah. Vince McMahon is the shit. This is wrestling at its mm-hmm. finest. Mm-hmm. Like, what a what a kick in the dick for the fans. Like, they just like, "Yay! Oh, oh, fuck this!" Yeah, it's fucking tremendous. It's and and he's the perfect villain to pull it off. You know, we we all love him and, and put him up on a pedestal, and then he'll come out and tell us we're all stupid. And we're like, ah, yeah, Vince, I know we're stupid. I would just say today, if I, when he dies, I'm not going into work that day. Oh, I, yeah. There's no way in hell. I'm calling out. Like, oh, like, dude. Sorry, guys. Oh, my grandpa died. I yeah. am not coming. Into National work. holiday for all wrestling fans when that when that day comes. Oh, for sure. I, I, I hate to even put that energy out in the air, but I'm just... Nah, he's like the it. he's like the coolest fucking dude. I, I know everyone hates him. He's like a jerk. He's like a carny bastard. But he's Vince McMahon. What a character, dude! This guy's yeah. like living the gimmick, hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild. And and he's just the perfect character to do these type of things. Josh, yes. Josh pointing that out, I mean, is is so correct. It's it's meta. It's what it just feeds into what we've already been been talking about what what every wrestling podcast talks about right i mean it's it's all part of this whole resentment from the fans about what they do creatively yeah. uh but it's it's an exciting time because of that it's an exciting time for a lot of different reasons we get roman reigns back and this is wonderful his awesome. leukemia is in remission 
we have some people. Elvin that... Angle, bro. What what Hel- angle? <laughs> yeah, that was gonna say. You, had, you, uh... have... you know what's fucked up about that too is I mean just <laughs> just in related news we had uh, if anybody's familiar with the whole Abby Arthur thing she was. Oh like... yeah. <laughs> She was a wrestling fan slash podcaster. Carcinoma. She had kayfabe cancer. Yes, she kayfabe she, died. She kayfabe died. Right. Yeah. Wait. She and, she faked uh, her death at one point. Okay. So this is this is a wrestling fan who. Died. So yeah, she was just for those who aren't podcaster. caught up. Oh, too much. Jeez. She was she was big on Twitter, and she was yeah. actually big with a lot of people I knew. A lot of people that I knew knew her. I've interacted her, with her with a couple of times, or a couple of times. It was Same. no big deal, just like a lot of people in wrestling, you know. But but it's crazy because things like that, I feel, are what add. And I mean, it's not her specific case, but she's an example. People hear stories like that; they hear all this shit. And with wrestling being the way it is, it, it's so fucked up that people would think that the WWE would stake their entire reputation of this billion-dollar corporation. On fucking trying to get use leukemia to get the fans behind Roman Reigns, like We're that's about the same company who killed Owen Hart, dude. You're, you're kidding me. This is yeah. not, <laughs> they're this conspiracy nuts. Not, I know it's wild. <laughs> oh, they're so insane, well, dude. But what's it's... is is I understand, like I understand having a little bit of skepticism, but I was surprised by Meltzer and Bix and some of the people who were openly okay with expressing that kind of opinion. I know that it's okay to like wonder it in the back of your head like you do, or maybe have a conversation with a friend that you're like, you know, I was just kind of wondering what, what leukemia is. Healthy skepticism is okay. I mean, like, (laughs) dude, like we're, I love Roman. I'm sorry to make, you know what I'm doing. Never mind. No, totally. (laughs) But, but like, this is, it's it's ridiculous. That's the thing is, it's ridiculous yeah. to think that they would do something like that. But you know? but it's, this is February 2019, where this whole other shit's going down with Jesse Smollett. Like, you know, like this is the atmosphere we're working in. So like, I I kind of get where people are taking that back of the mind. Worked himself into a shoot. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, just to think of the balls it would take to have him go on Good Morning America and talk to Robin Roberts. A cancer survivor about his leukemia being in remission, and to think that the whole thing could be a work like that's that's wild to me. And yeah. I mean, it's it's I think people don't put it in perspective, they just think, like, well, hmm, it's worked, and it uh, like maybe especially considering he did movies while he was out, not just one, but multiple movies and a television show and all sorts of shit, right? Like, so people think that. Like that time off wasn't enough for him to like get healthy and all of that. You don't know shit about his situation because they're not telling you because he's keeping it private, like most people do with their their healthcare. It's and not even fucking movies. It's not the same thing as working the yeah, road, right? Of the wrestling staff. and going out and fucking you know wrestling in a match, a high profile. Going to promote the show beforehand at the fucking auto parts store with fucking Fandango. You I mean like shit takes time. Right, spending four hours at Cricket Wireless to sign on. <laughs> there you go. Like, you can't just randomly be like, oh, yeah, I got to go do some <laughs> tests and shit, you know, or I got to go rest or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is, is he needed some time off. And once he got cleared medically, he was able to come back. They gave him the time off to go take care of that shit. And honestly, he's 
all of these guys are probably used to having a very, very hectic schedule. So I can only imagine how crazy they would go being like, nope, you're just off for the next six months with nothing to do. So I'm sure that's why he was like, all right, well, hey, I can do a bit part in a movie or two while I'm off because I'll fucking go insane just sitting around not doing anything with my time. Yeah, I mean, all now of... that he's back, it's just unfortunately they have to fall back into the Shield reunion angle when they. It's just like a, just a stop start with Dean going heel. Now they're all just friendly again. Oh, it's all weird. It's and, all and weird. Then, like, where are they going? Like, there should be something interesting that happens. It can't just be these guys are all buddies again. That's so. More importantly, uh, for our Steel Cage listeners, this was the first week in a long time we had yeah. Rowan, Owen, Strowman, and Roman on TV again. All the same week and all, all relevant. All relevant. All very relevant, including Rowan. Um, but more importantly, I want everybody to know that if you were if you were keeping score at home, there was 81 camera cuts by Kevin Dunn before Roman Reigns said a single word. 81. 81. I counted them. 81 camera cuts before Roman Reigns. <laughs> Spoke on the mic. I might be off by three or four there, but yeah, Kevin Dunn was, oh, he was having a field day back there. Surprised people here with his teeth in the way. That's fucking Roman being back, honestly. I I was pretty excited, and especially I I assumed he was going to be announcing his return because it'd be weird for me just to bump people out. Hey guys, still sick. (laughs) (laughs) And then they like dip. I was like, well, good to hear from you, bro. But that was kind of we didn't. Hey, to... what's up? Go yeah, watch like, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm in that. By that the could way, could have been a tweet. Me a peace out. Yeah, that could have been a tweet. Wow. But yeah, it's tremendous to have him back. He's yeah. honestly, I he's highly underrated by most wrestling fans. I it's it's criminal, honestly. He, honestly, I I I've talked about this in the past, but he's a product of what made John Cena go stale, which was. They relied on him entirely too much to carry too much of the show. Now, with both shows being as stacked as they are, they can f- pull back on him being the big focus. And he can have his part of the show just like everybody else does. He doesn't need to be the main guy. He can be at times, he could be the number one contender. But even in the number one contender scenarios, we're not seeing those guys three and four times a night on an episode of Raw like we did with Roman at one point that makes him or anybody else that would be in that position go stale because you're just like, dude, I'm sick of seeing this guy. He's been around for like four years without taking a single day off. It's like that one time that he got mono from Bray Wyatt. And then (laughs) like, you know, here he is like always all like all over the TV all the time. I think that if they can just use this opportunity where now everybody's behind him, we're all rooting for him, we're all happy he's back, and we're happy he's in remission, and just to pull back on him a little bit and have him have his spot and don't don't overdo it with Roman. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's, the best time. This is the best time to turn him heel. I know it sounds ridiculous, oh, but if he <laughs> if he said he loves all the adoration, the love he's getting from the audience, but. Where the fuck were you before I had the oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it would be so money. People, what a swerve. Unfortunately, people would cheer that shit, but still, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. it would be so I would great. That shit. I, if I, I was in the audience, I'd be like, you're right. We <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it would be so great. I, they wouldn't pull the trigger because they love that. They love the merch sales. He's never going to be heel ever again. <laughs> ever great. again. 
ever again. But he was slightly he's like, was. He's like John Cena right now. Go throw away all those fucking boots and gear you bought, dude. You're jeans fucking jorts for the rest of your life, and you are a face. That's the way it's going to be, and that's uh, where Roman is, right? He's a face for life now. It, it would be the guess, best for them like, to hook up them with the Usos where he goes all thuggish and do like the, yeah, the yeah. gangster gimmick they wanted to do with Yokozuna way back in the day. It'd be fucking sweet, but it would, they yeah, won't. It would be awesome because that edge is what put Usos over from being the paint, you know, wearing, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Samoans that were just whatever to being these guys that you you drop that kind of stereotypical gimmick and, and you're being more of yourself. And like we all know, when when you're just an extension of yourself, when you're just a caricature of yourself, that's that's the best in wrestling. You know, that's where you're that's that's that sweet spot. That's why Daniel Bryan is so good as the heel that he is right now, because he really feels that way about so much of those things that he's saying. And now he just instead of boring Bree by sitting on the couch next to <laughs> bitching about shit, he's like, I'm taking this on TV this week. Sorry. No, I got to bottle it up. I got to save it for the show. Hell yeah, got, that's awesome. got a lot of feeling about like greenhouse emissions and stuff that I got to get off my chest when we, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, that's what it needs to be, but he's never going to go heel. And uh, I don't think they'll ever do something cool. Like what a producer but I'd love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, yeah. But we, we also had uh, some other interesting kind of developments with uh, other things. Like, like, you know, with Dean overall, by the way, I just wanted to step back and say, I, I don't I don't understand what's going on. And I kind of like it a little bit, but then I don't because it all feels like it's wasted. And I still don't understand what's happening with Dean getting released after WrestleMania. <laughs> like that whole announcement thing still throws me for a whole fucking loop. And well, it also the Dean shit was fucking up Renee. Like it made her commentary so fucking. Oh, she didn't know what angle to come from at times. It was yeah. so awkward. And, and and I love her. She's I think she's great, but it made it so awkward with her trying to defend him one minute and then also like I don't lead his life or I don't know what he does. Like you're what what are you talking about? So ridiculous. And you got Graves over here writing her about it all yeah, the like, time. Literally pointing out all the flaws in her logic. <laughs> It's wild. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, guys. All right. What you got? Uh, what else? What else we got? Well, I mean, I, I was going to talk about NXT a little bit, but I think the biggest thing Dude. I obviously <clears throat> before we move on to that, I think we Dude. should wrap up Raw with the Ric Flair birthday celebration. Uh, or or, so bad. or uh, as uh, she wasn't there, by the way. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Uh, I, I like the way that Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey put it on on their podcast, uh, saying it is the farewell to 69, not not the 70th birthday. <laughs> Perfect for yes. Ric Flair. Perfect for Ric Flair. Oh, dude, shit. I all, like it. All that... I like, it went over my head, but then I got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Nice. But like so, all, all that build up, all the stuff they did at the end, like it felt like, oh, this is, you know, they're, they're doing this big thing great. for Ric Flair. Pretty cool. Um, man, that, that appearance by Batista, like everything about it was so badass. Like, Oh my God. It's, I got spoiled by Twitter, but honestly, uh, it's like, was it legitimate surprise? Way to go, Debbie. Yeah. Well, well, see, here's the thing is, is I didn't, I didn't see, I, I got spoiled by Twitter that Batista was there too. But I didn't see a specific tweet yeah, about what had happened. Not the details. Same. So, so I thought he showed up, 
and was just part of the show like several of the other people were, right? Yeah. In including, uh, I love Seth selling Ricky Steamboat's chop the whole time. <laughs> After he chopped him, Seth was just up on stage selling it the whole oh, time. Like it was that's like awesome. Forever. Oh, yeah. He sold, it was like a little mini chop, and he just sold the chop like forever. Like, oh, my God, I'm dead now. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, like, EC3 was having a blast with the, the guys coming out. Like, I dug all of that. It it really threw you for a loop as to what you were expecting. It, it felt like it was just going to be one of those nights they were honoring someone like Ric Flair. Like, it, it didn't feel like it was going to end the way it did. That was the first episode of Raw in a long time that's made me be like, oh, I got to see what happens next. I got to see. You know, that's awesome feeling. And, again, with all the people coming back, man, the roster for WrestleMania now feels stacked. It feels like we're going to see some huge matches, and uh, it finally feels like they're doing, like Josh said, what they said they would do, which is listen to the fans and start giving us what what we want. You know what I mean? Uh, do you think having Batista coming back as a heel is the way to go, though? Yes. Like, yes. Do you think so? Oh okay. God, yes. He that's that's his been his best form. Yeah, and, and he came back as Blue Tista too, nonetheless. Did you notice that? Blue yeah, yeah. Blue yeah, thing exactly. in his nose. Oh, I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of Blue <laughs> Tista all over. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder um, who approached who. Like, if they go, well, but we want to bring Batista back, and it's Rick's birthday. Hey, Rick, uh, you mind getting your ass kicked on your birthday? Yeah. I love it, brother. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, Rick, I have no other way. You know, it's his fucking birthday. Everything about it was so badass. The way he drugged the cameraman up so that the cameraman would film him doing it. Hell and, yeah. uh, I mean, the the tie-in to, like, when he was saying publicly that he felt disrespected for not being invited back to SmackDown 1000, that, that it all ties in really well. And it, it <laughs> makes me wonder how long I've been being worked for. You know what I mean? Like the seeds. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you had... Batista showing up at Chris Jericho's house and taking pictures with him the other day or wherever the hell they were at. There, there was a lot of, there was a lot of swerves along the way, but it led to that being a very satisfying result. And I'm excited now. I'm excited for a triple H match at WrestleMania. It's, it's amazing that they're doing this. I'm down. They pulled yeah. it off. For sure. For sure. Um, another thing that they seem to have pulled off is stealing ricochet and, uh, <laughs> Alistair, Alistair Black, Black from NXT and being like, yeah, Ciampa Gargano, you can go back into the, you can go back, you guys can go back. Uh, but it, it feels like Ricochet and Alistair Black are here to stay. I don't know if that's the case, but again, it's all exciting additions all at once. You know what I mean? Like we had this entire time of being told that we were basically getting Lacey Evans, EC3, and Heavy Machinery essentially, <laughs> and, and, and none of. And none of them are in matches this week. Yet here we are seeing Ricochet and Aleister Black kick people in the head. And, and not just any people, but the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Revival, and then right. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Like, they're taking on, like, top dogs. It's it's pretty wild. It's, I did like uh, Mana calling uh, them not very special and ordinary, which yes. is not at all. I mean, you know, of course, she's bullshitting, but that what a great way to walk in. Like, uh, nothing special. You're ordinary. I'm like, hell yeah, this bitch is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and she's nicest lady, too, by the way. Geez. Wasn't it nice, nice of me to introduce you to her, friend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous moment. It was... Uh... Yeah. Shot the glow. Are you are you done? Are you over it? 
No, no, I'm oh, just okay. remembering it's it right now. Okay, can... you're captivated. Okay, I get oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> I just... What a moment. Yes, remember watching did remember watching her dance on stage for like 25 minutes before she like, came out? She's like rocking on the rap stage. Yeah, Pretty cool. It's right in front of me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so Raw was fun, though. Raw was fun. SmackDown was fun. SmackDown starts off with the whole Kevin Owens replacing Kofi thing. And uh, it just, it, it's fire right away. I mean, it's, it's that same kind of. Uh, feeling that you got from the end of Raw to start off SmackDown with Vince coming out once again, planting his own guy in there, which apparently Vince is totally a body guy, obviously, because he picked Kevin Owens. And, and which was weird because <laughs> I remember a headbutt that maybe Vince doesn't remember a headbutt that occurred. Could be the case. A pretty vicious headbutt. It could be that that yeah, really. is what broke Vince <laughs> permanently. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Vince has never been the same since then. Maybe he's like, I like like that. He fucking attacked me. Yeah, yeah, that's totally a Vince thing. thing, Right? Like the AJ Styles backstage thing. (laughs) It's that ruthless aggression that he wants to see out of him, you know? And that's why he respects Kevin Owens now. It it all kind of does have, like, lines that lead back to these things. Try it at work. Like, go ahead by your boss. Yeah, that works. Yes, 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 it works. Promotion. Yes. (laughs) In the title match. You know what? You get a raise. Yes, sir. I respect you now. Uh, but Kofi being kind of pulled out of it, a lot of people wanted to see more than just Xavier and Big E yelling, why? You know, <laughs> That was hilarious. Why do you always do this 11 years? 11 years. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, we're all behind him. And that's the thing is, is that Kofi has proven that he can deliver a fire match. And... As long as they make it something that they put that carrot on the stick and, and make it something we want to see for a while, don't give it to us at fast lane. Put Kevin Owens in that fast lane match. I'm happy about that. I get where they're going with this. Yeah, give it to us a mania. Yeah, people are like, oh, sh- what? Not Kofi now? And then when it happens, like, oh, yay. It's brilliant booking. It's just simple. It's simple. Yeah, it's simple. What uh, do you think about a, uh, a Big E of course, there's going to be a Mania match, hopefully, with Kofi. What do you think about Big E doing the, the big turn uh, at, Man- at Mania and going, you know, heel against Kofi, causing him the match? What do you think? I, I don't want that. No. Oh, but, I love it. But, yeah, but I was going to say, though, I think that it's one of those things that I would agree the New Day is holding each other back to a degree. And yeah, at this point— great. They're all popular. They're all great. And if they split them up, they, they would shine even brighter, I think, as individuals. I mean, it sucks, though, because on the other hand, I would just like to see them not do that. I would like yeah. to see them just continue this level of support. It's it's a constant in WWE that friendships Money end. makes money. Right. Um, they but, still sell gimmicks. I, I just love Big E so much, and I don't think they're going to make him world champion as a happy-go-lucky, gyrating hip swiveling, you know, guy. It's like he's going to make – they're going to even have him serious before yeah. they make him WWE champion. I, it's my opinion. But, but I, Big, Big E's a, a wacky guy. I mean, he's a wacky guy in real life. And, and again, he what he's doing out there is, is a, a wild extension of his real personality. I just – I think that he kind of was put into that role before – and, and you're right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go back to, like, a, an actual tough... He doesn't have to be, like, not funny. Fight. 
he doesn't have to be not funny. Like, yeah. he's been funny heels, so he can still, like, cut on people and talk shit and maybe do, you know, I don't know. I just feel like this guy has money all over him. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think WWE's going to put, like, this guy with pancakes in his fucking shirt as WWE champion. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. And I think Kofi also is is wildly talented and could do a lot more on his own without being part of the New Day, you know? It just sucks, though. It's it's one of those things. They're, they're that a great I, group. Yeah, but they're, they're a great group. To, you know, eventually come to an end. It happens. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Look how many times they've broken the shield up and put it back together already. Yeah. Oh, how much money is in a New Day reunion? Oh, all the money. It's already right there. Come all on. the money. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it prints money. Oh, what's happening? Kofi's getting beat down. Here comes Big E. Oh, here comes uh, Sandy. Oh, uh, God damn it. You're right. Okay. I don't know. You know what, though? I would also like to see Kofi with the hemp belt, because that would just make me laugh. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, <laughs> boy! Boy! <laughs> 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 Fucking goes back to his old music and shit. Yeah. That'd be baller. Yeah. That's and there was a weird interaction between Kevin Owens and Kofi at the end. Like, it was almost like Kevin Owens was telling him, like, after he wins the title, he'll give Kofi a shot or something. Like, Kevin Owens was being very face in that whole match and that interaction. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this Kevin Owens. I wouldn't mind seeing dad Kevin Owens who, like, brings his kid to ringside and yells at him. <laughs> Go there. start the car! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like go bowling hey. after the show. We're going to go bowling after the show. Are you eating popcorn? Yeah. Did you have something before that? Or is that your dinner? No. No. Is that your dinner? Use better decisions than that. Like Back in his hand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what do you think of his new ink, by the way? It looks like a big raven or something on his arm. It's surprising. It's, def it's not, definitely not TJP levels of bad, but it's also like runs right into his other tattoo and whatnot, and it didn't look like it really was cohesive. I don't know. I didn't get a good look at it, but I I'm 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 Your holding assessment is fair judgment. already. Yeah, I'm 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 withholding judgment until I see it closer. But I, it's weird, right? Because because those that's a big deal, and I don't understand how guys in WWE don't get really top ink. Like go out and spend the money. You're not a regular person. You well, are honestly, I think the work figure. itself looks fucking tremendous. I think just the placement is kind the of placement's weird. placement's weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, while we're talking about trash tattoos, TJP went in and picked out everything in the book and got it all done at once. I, I, I saw a picture of it suddenly. I saw their uh, that symbol uh, on his hand, but I, I didn't catch all this. It looked like just uh, pick a spot, add a tattoo, pick a spot, and add another tattoo. Right. Oh, yeah. fucking A. I want all that. I want all of that. But uh. anyway. Uh, so going back on to SmackDown, we had uh, a couple of more, or not, I guess, just one more re return. We had Matt Hardy returning as the Hardy Boys defeated the bar. And yeah. uh, Matt Hardy kind of threw us a swerve there. Surprise, surprise, he's back. What an unceremonious return. For real. For real. Especially everyone after... thought this guy was retired for the most part. And then I he shows up. I thought when I saw some of the backstage pictures and stuff that he was alluding to him being like an agent or something now. And I was fully bit into that. And yeah, just randomly on a SmackDown, he comes out as part of a tag team match to no like fanfare or nothing at all. Like it was a really weird return. 
hey, he looked like they said on the thing. He does. Look, he's in tremendous shape. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like probably they said he's like the best shape he's ever been, and I yeah, that's probably hundred percent true. Right. No, he looks great. He looks great, and that's not the question. The question is like, man, he's such a great character. Why wouldn't you do something bigger with him than that? Agreed. You know, it's 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 just mind boggling. I just having him show up on the screen and do the laugh would have been better than that. Like just or one Jeff or a Matt, or just getting beat down and yeah. maybe he comes out in his suit and he has to rip it off to come and fight for his brother and now he's back. I, yeah, there, it's, it could have been so much better. Right. It's little things like that that you just wonder, you know, like you can tell that people are so busy doing other things that they're like, oh yeah, Matt's back. You got to write something in for him. Uh, all right, whatever. I mean, like him and Jeff can fight the, the bar or something. I don't know. Just put that over there. No, yeah. but he's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't care. <laughs> Fucking dealing with this whole Ronda Rousey shit right now. She can't <laughs> read a goddamn promo. I don't care if he's back. Put him in a match with his brother. Everybody will love it. It'll be fine. Oh, I love Ronda's terrible, like, stammering. Like, it, it, it's like everyone, like, complains about promos coming off too robotic. She actually comes off as somebody who's actually trying to get mad about something. Yes. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it is stammering. It, it definitely is not natural. Yeah. Well, she has, she has that classic thing that people get rid of before they get to this level. She has that thing where she's thinking too much about the crowd's opinion of her and what they're, whether she said the right line last time, right or not, you know, like, yeah. like she's in a play and she's worried about fucking up her dialogue and that the audience is going to start throwing tomatoes at her if she keeps fucking up her dialogue. And she that should happen. Well enough to respond to their jeering. Like Kevin right. Owens, like used to fuck up, dude. Remember he used to just like automatically have a comeback. Like, okay, that shut those fuckers up. Yes. Because he's experienced it at a level where there was 12 people watching him wrestle, and he was literally able to talk to each person at ringside while he wrestled <laughs> in the match. That 100%. Is, you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's definitely a benefit to having cut your teeth in smaller venues. That's why NXT is using, like, smaller shows in Florida and stuff. They're, they're taking some of their developmental talent out to really, really small venues, like ballrooms and shit, like, in hotels and... What, wherever they're doing it, that they seem to only have like three or four rows of seats for NXT shows, but it's giving these people that don't have an opportunity to work in front of a live crowd that chance, and yep. that's that's where you get that. And Ronda got shot up so far so fast that it's it's all happening live in front of our eyes, and it's wonderful to watch. It's not even it's it's cringeworthy at times, and it's 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 awesome. And like there's times where she really proves you wrong and she comes back with like some fire reply and it's it's uh, surprises you and then there's other times like when she was here in phoenix where we we boot her out of her script you know uh. we booed her so much that i felt bad for booing her and i stopped <laughs> i did, did. I, like, oh, I kept i kept that going man yeah yeah you were on tv though so you needed to that was important <laughs> uh, fair but but, I mean, it's crazy, though, like, once again, that we're back to the Ronda and Becky thing, whether Charlotte's involved or not. Charlotte came out. She proved that she is literally just so much better at being an awful person yep. than she ever was at being a face. And that's another wonderful thing that we fully achieved is, like, the full-on heel Charlotte Flair back on the main roster. I don't think we've ever had that. Like, we've had inklings where she wasn't the favorite or whatever, but this is full-on like hateable Charlotte Flair and it's, and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I don't care if she's involved or not at the match. Honestly, I, I just really hope that they stick to their guns and make this women's match the main event because they on their own were able to make this interesting enough to merit it being the main event, like the true main event, the final match of the night. Don't fuck around and do this other shit where you're like, oh, yeah, it's the main event, but it's going to happen like the second to third match. No, main event. That, There's that been match. hints. There's been hints. Like they've said, we're not done yet, like several times about the first with ladies. And that's really like the really ultimate first, right? I mean, WrestleMania yes. main event. Yeah. That's the real, that to me is the real achievement of the women's revolution is, is getting to that point where not only is it the actual main event, but you didn't force it upon us. It's, it's a choice by the fans that we all love this story enough and we love Becky enough that we want to see this as the main event. I don't, I know it's not universal. I know it's not 100%, just like nothing in wrestling is, but it definitely feels like the biggest majority of the fans are in the camp of wanting to see this match as the main event. And they're all behind Becky. I now predict walking out of WrestleMania, the champion is going to be Nia Jax. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Wow. No, I just said, we're we're, we're, we're all all like, this is what has to happen. And Debbie's going to kick us in the dick again. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Nia Jax, they love her. She breaks faces. (laughs) I love it. I'm down. Do it. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck them kids. Fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you want. It's wrestling uh, show. They could be, honestly, it could be the most crazy shit that ever happened. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm watching next week. That was nuts. Yeah. It's it's a wild time to be be watching wrestling. I know Josh was a big fan of what they're doing in NXT. Uh, I'm very sad that we missed that Oh No Walter match. God damn it. Like I am I, not caught up at all on NXT. What is yeah. the so, jive going on, Joshua? So this week, like these weren't even main event matches in either of the shows, but NXT and NXT UK, uh, we got like PWG highlight matches. We we had Walter Cassius Ono over in NXT UK, which apparently, wow. as Derek said, they filmed here in Phoenix. Um, the 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 Phoenix uh, NXT UK shows are a little odd, uh, just because they they did it at Access. Um, so it doesn't have that same atmosphere we've kind of gotten used to from those, but, uh, it, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Cassius Ono is wearing two layers of shirt. Uh, so Walter had to, uh, show us something a little different. You know, we, we didn't get all the, the chest chops and I, I appreciated that. Um, and then meanwhile, over on the other side, uh, at NXT, we, we got what essentially amounted to a tease of Donovan Dijakovic uh, and Keith Lee, you know, taking us back to the old Reseda days. And uh, this this was not the the end of this. And we're going to see these two guys go at it. Life. Monsters yeah, man. for life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, was Walter yeah. working the, the shirt like a gimmick like that? Was he like, I'm preventing chops by wearing this extra <laughs> No, but... It... Okay, that would be fucking awesome. Oh, that would have been so he, great. Early in the match, he... He started using chops on Walter, and he didn't outright say it, but you could tell, like, the look on his face was like, ha, you can't do this to me. Um, uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. Great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we're going to get some more Dijak Keith Lee in the future. And That, di- that Dijak like, name is not lasting. That whole fucking Dijak- name. That di- di- it's actually di- Dijakovic. I actually wrote down okay, the pronunciation because I get it wrong every time. Dijakovic. 
That's the oh. issue. You get it wrong every time. It, should, yeah. it shouldn't be something like that. We can't even call Almas or Andrade Cien Almas anymore. He's just Andrade. Like yeah. that's the way it's been once, too much, man. Once Vince uh, sees Donovan Dijakovic, he's just gonna be Dijak. He's gonna be Don. Don. Donnie. Little D. D squared. He's fucking D squared. Stop it. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I love my terrible bits. (laughs) I do too. Uh, But yeah, so it's just one of those things. You know, we've had all the all the stuff with DIY as of late. They're building up to uh, the next round of the the Dusty Classic uh, with the tag teams and a lot of lot of fun stuff going on as per usual. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those things where these guys are getting pushed back up to the main roster. Well, NXT has no problem reloading, and they'll just do it forever, apparently. Yeah, they really will. They really will. There's a there's a never-ending line of, of superstars coming in. And, I mean, to think of the guys that are coming in, like Cedric Alexander and Trevor Lee. Yeah, and... Cedric. Cedric's coming back? He's, I thought he's in there. Huh? Cedric Alexander. Oh, you're, you mean ACH. ACH, I'm sorry. Oh. You should edit that Boy. out for Derek. Just no. so we don't have to talk about anything. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a callback to Adam Cole at PWG. Never go, mind. That's good. I like it. I'm going to flip everybody in the crowd off right now as I do a circle around the ring. I'm really excited <laughs> about uh, freaking Sex Rock coming in. Uh, Jonah Ross. Yes. And yes. That should be fucking awesome. Yeah, there's there and and like those those guys are so seasoned. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 so ready to not even be in NXT, but to bring them into NXT and add them to what they already have going on, there's plenty of space for, you know, a lot of that talent to go up to the main roster and and make room for the new talent coming in. You know, it's, it's unquestionable that Australian wrestling is kind of really Coming over the U.S. forefront, and the guys that they're bringing in are fucking tremendous. Even the girls, like the Iconics, I didn't really dig them very much at first, but they are hilarious, dude. They're like one of the best parents ever. Like the impressions when when they start doing, oh yeah, fucking like this, and they're like spot on. Yeah. It's the yeah. best shit ever. When they berate the backstage reporters. It's amazing. Yes. It's yeah. so fantastic. And there, there's that video going around today on Twitter oh, of yeah. like an overhead shot of them in the cell when, when so it's good. their time. Oh, so good. Uh, hey, Derek, I, I got a question for you. Yeah, Josh. What, uh, what do you think of the latest announcement for the WWE Hall of Fame? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Honkus, the Tonkus man? It's the Honky Tonk man. I hate uh, the Honky Tonk man more <laughs> than I hate most people, but not as much as I hate Robert Ory. Wayne Ferris? You're not a fan of Wayne Ferris? Not a fan! Not a fan, Beak. I'm not a fan. <laughs> what, what did he ever do to you, Derek? He blocked me from his goddamn website back in the day when I used to harass from, people on the from forum. His me- from his <laughs> message boards, right? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. what I love about this. He trolled Honky Tonk Man yes. message board back yeah. in the day. <laughs> My That's screen awesome. name used to be Luthez, and then they blocked it, and then I came back as the ghost of Luthez, and then they really blocked me. <laughs> they blocked like my IP address. I couldn't even access the website anymore from like work. This guy probably could have got away with it if he didn't show his dedication to yeah! 
They, they went into the PHP BB admin screens and blocked your IP address. Ooh, that's fantastic. That's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Inside baseball, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, it. And it's $45 that he wants for a picture or an autograph at most conventions. He's selling two wonderful t shirts designed by yours truly. Oh, so God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I knew that was coming. Delete this whole podcast. Bleep, bleep. Delete all of it. Oh. All right. Well, yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, he, he does belong in there. So whatever. I mean, it's not like he's not historically important in WWE history. I'm actually surprised he's not already in the Hall of Fame. 100%. I'm, if there, I am still I'm campaigning. I know it doesn't really make a difference at this point or not, but fucking Bam Bam has got to be in that yes. for this year. Yes. Yes. It makes it's so much sense, and it's a long time coming. He's outside of Vader. I think he, I honestly I like I like Bam Bam better, but I think he's the best big man that ever worked in wrestling. And he's such a cool guy. He was such an awesome guy. I Had to Bam. deal with the fucking bullshit from the click, and still didn't seem super bitter about it. And he's just like, ah, it's fucking wrestling, man. You know, it's Bam Bam was the shit. He was dope. Uh, he was always one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, mm. sorry. By the way, there's a dope-ass jacket on Chalkline that just came out. That's the Bam Bam Bigelow special. You, um, like, I already have the whole fucking other I know thing. you have the whole Should thing. I get it? There's a jacket that you need to go purchase right now. When oh, we get God. Oh, I man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like the fucking Ric Flair one. Like, I don't know if they can wear anything with butterflies that are sequined looking on it, but it is pretty dope. They're... I love the Gold Dust one and the Jake the Snake one. I love all those jackets. Chalkline's got something special going on. Yes, sir. I love them. I got my rock jacket, and I uh, feel very cocky when I wear it. I'm not even the biggest Bret Hart fan, but the Bret Hart one is so dope. It's like almost you want to buy it. It's so sick. Yeah. All right. Well, we got anything else? I think that wraps it up nicely. Oh, we were rambling a little bit there, Dan. I apologize. No, no. That's that, You'd be surprised. That's like 75% less rambling that you're going to get out of most episodes of this podcast. <laughs> that's true. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we get to concise this episode. Uh, and that, that that's episode 372 of the Steel Cage Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, we uh, haven't done Winners us... of the Week. You want to do Winners oh, of the shit. Week before you start rolling into the... Of course. God, man. All the plugs and whatnot. I am Jeez. sorry. I am sorry. You know what? Jeez. I blame Tim on over on that Dates Podcast. Tim <laughs> broke protocol last week, and now there are no rules. Josh, it's fucking all chaos, and I warned him of that. Uh, let's do. I was promised a professional podcast when I. I know. Forward. I know. Okay. Well, let's go back to one of our <laughs> segments. Uh, this is the winner of the week segment, and Beak, please give us who your winner of this particular wrestling week is. Who? That's. Somebody go first, so I can consider because I've never okay. done this before. I'm on yeah. The no. No, that's fine. Josh, give us yours. Uh, I am going to go with Batista. I, I I loved as I said before I I loved that that return uh, everything about it and like the the fact that they closed the show like without like answering anything there's so many questions and you're like Batista just beat the shit out of seven year old Ric Flair he's calling out Triple H I don't know what the fuck's going on but it was awesome it's like I I'm excited for Batista I kind of want to buy a Batista shirt I've never said that before yeah. in my life like things yeah are, you do yeah. That's where things are at. Cut out off, Josh. I gotta find that man. It's gonna be a blue shirt. Um, I will go ahead and go with Kofi Kingston. 
because despite the position that he's currently in, I strongly feel like he is in a much better position than he was uh, than having a match at Fastlane. I think this is the correct direction to go. Uh, it, it's weird because it feels like this was all Mustafa Ali's spot. And it's interesting how that all works out. Once again, I made a reference back to it being like when Triple H got in trouble and got pulled out of the King of the Ring and Stone Cold won it. Stone Cold 316 was born. Austin 316 was born. And history is as it was. But this Kofi Kingston thing feels very much like it could have still as just as easily been Mustafa Ali, including taking him out of the match. Uh, it would even made more sense because who the fuck is Mustafa Ali? Vince wouldn't even know who that guy is. So he'd come out and be like, yeah, kid that I don't know, you're out of it. Kevin Owens, you're in. So this would have all worked just as well. And I think the audience might have been maybe not quite as behind Mustafa Ali as they are behind Kofi. But it's it's all just very interesting to me the way it's worked out. Uh, and I'm I'm happy for the way it has. I think it's going to be very cool. It's going to be a fun ride. Uh, and I think Kofi's in a fantastic position to at least be a part of the main event scene for a little while. Uh, and then what happens with, you know, New Day happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Beef, um, what do you got? I, I was deciding this before you went in, and I agree, Kofi. I'm not just trying to parrot what you said, but the guy with this showing, most recent uh, SmackDown, total range of emotions throughout the entire performance. I know it's a wrestling show. Shouldn't have to worry about the acting. But it was great. Like, he it was so... Happy, so elated, then had to be, his buddies are fucking freaking out for him as he's just morose walking down the aisle. And I agree, pulling him from the fucking match gives a long play. People are now more emotionally invested in when he gets back into the match. And then also, I thought when Shane was reading off all the list of Kofi's accomplishments, it's like, almost like they themselves, like, shit, we really have done a lot with this guy, but not, <laughs> wow. haven't really done a lot with this guy. What the fuck are we doing? People actually love Kofi King. What are we doing? It, it almost seemed like it just dawned on them <laughs> what a fucking priority that Kofi could be. Um, I don't know. I love Kofi, man. I think that it should end up at WrestleMania, but like we said, I don't know how it's going to end up with the New Day. It'd be great if they were all celebrating the ring together. That sounds uh, fun. Ah, yes. Yeah, I would love to see that. It could more be the turn on. Like it could be the turn on Raw. You know, we can both we can both get what we want. Yeah. Celebration in ring. Then Biggie wants the spotlight and attacks him. That's who the next contender is. I don't yeah. know. Hey, man, I, I I want whatever is going to generate the most interest and best story. And if that's the case. I'm down for it. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And most importantly, they're just doing, you know, a lot of interesting things that I care about. You know, the, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, what, what WWE promised us. I, I feel like they're still a little too in your face about it at times. Uh, but that also adds to that meta quality of, of them basically straight up acknowledging at times things that, are either real or the things that you know fans think are real about WWE behind the scenes. Uh, it's really fun. It's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Wrestling yeah. is fun, kids. Uh, yeah, right. Ring of Honor has a bunch of quality talent. That's going to be a fun show in Las Vegas. We're going to be there for that. Uh, and also, AEW, that's happening. And that's going to be fucking amazing. And they're bringing on some really great talent. They're doing things the right way. Uh, they're including... Uh, people with sensory issues, uh, people like kids with autism, uh, vets with PTSD in, in their shows. And they're going to be like inclusion uh, of, of 
people with disabilities like that. It's 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 awesome. It's very cool to see wrestling changing and being fun and and including people, and especially AEW. They they promised to change the world, and I feel like they're they're fulfilling that promise as well. Um, so anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 372. You can get us all on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, Uncle Beak is at James Vanderbeek. That's James with a J-A-I-M-S, Vanderbeek. And, of course, all roads lead to at the Steel Cage. You can send us an email to podcast at thesteelcage.com. Hey, Derek. Yes, sir. Would you mind if I plug my podcast? Please do. I need you to. All right. Hey, everybody, I do a pretty fun, rambling, goofy podcast about indie wrestling as well with my buddy Chris Things, a.k.a. Chris Bryan from Australia. He's the best. And, uh, yeah, we have a fun show. We talk about wrestling, talk about wrestling art, shirts, random shit that's going on. Our recent show, we talked about me getting stuck on the roof when it was sub-zero temperatures. Uh, But, yeah, it's (laughs) the name of the show is Grown Men Watch This Shit, but with a question mark. So it's like, Grown Men Watch This Shit? Yes. And it's ironic, so don't worry about it. We love wrestling. So come check us out. We're on the Social Suplex Network. I would love you to take a listen. Please do. Check them out. Check out uh, Beak on Twitter. You can get all the links and everything there as well. Uh, yep. There's also a, a Twitter account for the podcast, correct? Yep, at Grown Men Pod. And you can catch Chris at Chris Things. He's awesome. Great artist. Check him out. Chris. Chris is amazing. He's once again one of my favorite people that we've met doing all of this wrestling stuff. Generally one of the best human beings. Obviously, Josh and Adam, they're like number one and two. Beak is high up there at number three. Uh, but 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 Chris is definitely on that list. Uh, it's it's always fun to meet people like that in the wrestling community. And once again, wrestling is fun. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to be a fan. Um, you can get our other podcasts. I do a podcast where we do snacks. The breakfast cereal thing is over. We're moving on to more interesting <laughs> stuff. Um, we have the possibly the best or worst pudding we've ever had is going to be tried tonight after this podcast is done. It's oh, fucking unicorn, unicorn flavored pudding this week on dates. Uh, what are they doing over on Unfunny Nerd Tangent? I believe huh. that they watched uh, a, a, a favorite movie of mine. Yeah, so... This year, um, this month, in fact, February, and I guess we're going into March, but um, commemorates the 20th anniversary of the movie Office Space. So podcast number 71 from the Unt crew. God, I, God I love that movie. I love that movie so it's much. Fantastic. I love I got, it so I much. I got paid to write an article about it this week. That was pretty cool. Yes, I did a parody one time at work for a training video based on the entire, hey, it, can you stay or come into work this weekend Just, whole segment? It was great. Yeah. Like watch, watch that movie if you haven't seen it in a while and you'll realize like how pervasive it is in today's society. Like Jared, like one of Jared's mannerisms, like I catch him and he goes, yeah. So yeah. like, like yeah. it's, that's, that's the boss and uh-huh. it's Lumberg and like, uh, the, the neighbor guy whose name I always forget, like he just fucking a like, Fucking A's. That's just the thing you just say now, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's a yeah, great... Yeah, I never said fucking A's before that. Well, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, like... I, I know, I 100% like, agree. Like, no, I know, I know people would... When somebody says something, though, like, I do yes, that all the time. About as a standalone, <laughs> just, that's all you're saying yeah. is fucking A. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great Two stuff. chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
I think I could hook that up without a million dollars. Kind of chicks that would double up on a guy like me. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening to episode three. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you to Beak for joining us. Thank you to Josh for keeping this damn thing running. And remember, kids, I don't care what the script says. I'm beating the living shit out of you the next time I see you. Shoot, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you push me to the limit.